Good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to Stories from the Vortex. I'm Matthew Kressel, and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Mary Lang. Hello. And by the man from the land down under, the one, the only, the insufferable, Robert Haynes. Rang. Well, everybody, welcome back to the podcast, or for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the podcast. We've had a bit of an unintended hiatus uh, due to a combination of Busy schedules, at least on my end. I don't know about you two. And you don't blame also, us. Don't blame don't us. <laughs> okay, I'm just blaming myself here. I have only myself yes. to blame. Um, but also, those of you who heard episode 39, our uh, review of Fate of Krellos and Return to Telos, will note the technical issues that we experienced there as well. Uh, hopefully, we have sorted that out. Uh, well, hopefully, knocking on wood, we've sorted that out. Yeah. So we are back. So and front and sides. And front and sides too. I knew that was I should have known that was coming. Yes, you need to insert the crowd, you know. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Thanks to um Kirby Bartlett's line. Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now we had planned on talking about Torchwood in this episode, but I think we're gonna push Torchwood back uh by an episode because yet again I was not prepared. Uh, I've been busy. That's all I can say. And apologies to you listeners. Uh, what we're going to do this and episode is... Apologies to presenters. Too. And apologies to my fellow presenters as well for my lack of profession, lack of professionality, <laughs> I suppose is the word. Who crammed in our second and or third listens before this. <laughs> <sighs> I'm never going to live this down, am I? <laughs> Uh, so what we're going to do this episode, technical issues permitting, is we're going to have what the late lamented Doctor Who podcast would call a bit of a geek out, because it's been an eventful few months for not just us, but also at Big Finish as well. And there has been a series of truly stunning announcements made, perhaps the biggest of which was the announcement that none other than David Tennant and Catherine Tate were going to be returning to the roles of the Tenth Doctor and Donna in a series of audios that are going to be released, I believe, this spring. So I'm going to ask you two, I mean, it's been a bit since that news was announced, but what were your reactions to the news of uh, Tennant and Tate's returns? Oh, well, mine was, you know, unfettered joy. Um, you know, it's not like I'm a massive um, Tenth Doctor fan. Um, I mean, I do love David Tennant, but um, the combination of the Tenth Doctor and Donna for me, has always been the best TV combination. Um, They work so well together. They work off of each other so well. So I am anxious to hear this. What about you, Rob? I I agree with Mary's uh, comments there. I mean, uh, I'm not the the greatest Ten fan, but uh, of course I still enjoy things. But what Mary said is exactly true. Um, I won't say uh, they're the best combination out of the whole entire show, but from the new series, I'd say definitely they, you know, they just work as Mary says, they work so so well off each other. And I think that was demonstrated in the um, oh, what's the one with the um, adipose? What was that? One? Uh, Partners in Crime, Robert. Yeah, I mean that was just saw the comedy in that, and uh, it was just brilliant. So I'm, I look forward to that. Well, not that you can do the silent stuff that they did on that, but on, on audio, but. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. So, mm. yeah, that's one of the good releases. Yeah, and for anybody who hasn't heard it, the Radio Times did put up a clip from one of the episodes up on their Ooh, website. Uh, it's well worth a listen. It was actually played by the Big Finish folks at Chicago Tardis past, mm-hmm. this past November. Yes, it was. And it was a hoot to listen to. 
road for a wench. What? Oh. See what I mean? Yeah, that is very, uh, yeah, well, I suppose you would say wenchy, wenchish. Oh! Ow! Ah! Hold down the flash compensator! Big blue button! Yeah, I've got it! Oh, I can't breathe! The clothes in there are all doll-sized! You tried to look wenchy! We don't have much choice! Spilt my tea when we started lurching! What do you think? I told you we are not going to that planet of the boys. There is no planet of the boys. There's a million trillion planets out there. Somewhere there is a planet of the boys just dancing about in their pants. Stands to reason. Yeah, well, I'm not sure they worship wenches. They will when they see me in this. It's certainly clear that the two of them are back in the role, uh, back in the back of the saddle, as it were. And I have to say as well, joining in what you two have said, that I'm not the biggest Tenth Doctor fan. I'm not the biggest RTD era fan, but just hearing the two of them back together and knowing what great work Big Finish does uh, makes me very excited to see about what they'll do. But that's not the only thing that's sort of happened. I mean, we've had additional Torchwood releases. We've had confirmation that there's going to be a second season. Uh, we'll talk about that more in the next episode. Uh, but all, as well as that, we've had the very first War Doctor release as well. And not only the War Doctor, but the first series of new series releases has hit. Uh, we've had the Churchill box set, which has been getting rave reviews, but I have yet to hear. I don't think has either one of you heard that yet. No, I have not. Hmm. Um, Diary of River Song came out actually a, almost a full two weeks earlier than expected because of her appearance mm. in the Christmas special. I think before we were we were started recording, Mary, you mentioned you'd heard it. Yes, I had, and it is delightful. Uh, I. I I enjoy the character of River Song quite a bit, and I've always wanted her to come back somehow. And she is in full form in this box set. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Diary of River Song. River? Professor River Song? And I assure you, Colonel, gender is a relatively unimportant construct when accompanied by one of these. I said. In the engines! Are those escape shuttles? For the lucky ones? Party's over, I'm afraid. Doctor, please! Don't antagonize them! He is Time Lord. He is why we can be here. What? Override some of these drive systems! There! You brought the TARDIS! I can't hear what you're saying! The signal is breaking up! Then boost it, Doctor! Help is on its way! Oh, good, good! What are you doing? Blowing you up! What? Bone on the ground! You with a bow tie! Pipe down, sweetie! I'll get to you in a moment. And there you are, Mr. Colt. How many did I have left in the chamber? No, River, come on, we can still go back to the ship. And let everyone here die? Well, perhaps we can't save them. Some events in the universe are fixed points. Uh, fixed points? Not with me around. Now I'm up close and personal, how does it compare? Too much? Big finish. We love stories. Hmm. Good to know. Um, yeah, which I think we'll have to, we may have to talk about it uh, at some point in the not-too-distant future, along with everything else that we've missed. Um, yeah, there's also the Strax and Jago and I put um... Yeah, I was going to mention that because that's that and the War Doctor release are what I've heard from the new series releases so far. 
And the Django and Lightfoot Strax release was a hoot as far as I was concerned. I, I'm somebody who really enjoys Strax on TV anyways. It's sort of, I have no issues with comedy Santarin. Uh, it was just it, this, it was written by Justin Richards, who, as we talked about before on this podcast, has a real tendency to write very sort of middle-of-the-road traditional stories. And Django and Lightfoot and Strax was very much that, but I think it, to some extent it was a case of it being elevated by the fact that it had all of these people in it. And also the, just the wonderful chemistry between Dan Starkey as Strax and also um, Trevor Littledale and Christopher Benjamin. Christopher Benjamin. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I love Trevor Baxter. Anyway. Trevor Baxter, excuse me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know because there's another actor like that. Who was, oh, is that a writer? I think it's a. I think it's an actor because it was an, it was an actor. Mary, I think you were saying something. <laughs> Looked to a bit of fly on the wall when they did the recording. I'll bet they were a, a hoot, even you know, off microphone. <laughs> yes, but the big thing for me that I was really anticipating that I've heard now uh, is the first War Doctor release. Um, which we may talk about, yeah, talk about at some point in the future. I will say that if you like John Hurt in Day of the Doctor, you, I think you will thoroughly enjoy the first War Doctor. There's a little bit of humor in it. He, I think it's sort of building up that he's already the older version of that character. It's he's got a bit of dry, dry humor, hasn't he? Yes, and I think they do play that up a bit. I do have I do have some minor niggles with it, which I guess if we ever get around to reviewing it, I'll talk about some more. But I will say that it, I, it was one of my favorite releases that we've had uh, in quite a while from Big Finish. But would you say that's because you're a fan of John Hurt? That's a possibility because I I am a big <laughs> fan. I am a big fan of the War Doctor and was I I've said before that when they made the announcement that they were going to do a box set with him or we're going to do the whole series with him. It set a new record between me reading the news, squeeing like a little fangirl, and pre-ordering something. Um, because I was so anxiously uh, looking forward to it. I you were very highly anticipated. Yeah, and I had some minor niggles with it because of the writing, which, as I said, we'll talk about at some point in the future uh, when we get around to reviewing it, because I'm sure we will. But on the whole, I'll say if you liked John Hurt's War Doctor, if you like the if you're if you're interested in the time war, then it's a definite purchase. But as I said, we'll talk about it later. But I'm sure that we've been listening to other big finish stuff as well besides this. Uh, so Mary, I want to start with you. What have you been listening to over the last couple of months, and what's really caught your fancy? Well, just recently, in fact, just last week, um, I finished listening to All Consuming Fire, which is one of the novel adaptations, um, and it's a, a mashup of uh, Sherlock Holmes, one of your favorites, Yes. <laughs> and The Seventh Doctor, which is also one of your favorites, Yes. Uh, and Ace, and uh, Bernice Summerfield, who is one of my favorites. How do I begin to tell you about the adventure of the all-consuming fire? How can it be so hot in here? A case like no other began like no other. This is the Orient Express! Observe the crest. Crest? Ow! Indeed. Our services are about to be retained by none other than the Pope. The mystery of the missing library books... It seems absurd. They are no ordinary books, Watson, and the Library of St. John the Beheaded is no ordinary library. The intricate mystery stretched beyond those icy peaks. In the weeks to come, it would lead to Bombay. Aha! Dr. Livingston, I presume. Doctor! Doctor, I presume. What do you think of India, then? 
Earth in the 19th century is the most alien place I've ever seen. I've always had a soft spot for it. It showcases humanity at its best and at its worst. But even distant Bombay was no more than a stone's throw by comparison to our ultimate destination. It's all starting to fall into place, isn't it? The desolate, nightmarish world of Riley. Welcome to Riley. Sorry, it's a bit... Uh, a bit of a dump. <laughs> Naturally, some details are altered, but never to make them more strange. Quite the reverse. Roast them to ashes. Leave nothing but dust. Roast us to ashes? Move! <laughs> Watson, the game is afoot. Big finish. We love stories. And it's, whoa, it's very dense. And for me, I love stories like that because that it means I have to go back and listen to it again because I got lost in several places. The narrative constantly switches between uh, Watson, who, ten, who is the, um, the one who chronicles Sherlock Holmes' adventures, um, and then Bernice, uh, she's the other one who narrates some of what's going on. Um, and, and But like I said, it, it's such a confusing story. Like I said, it's very dense. So I'm, I'm eagerly looking forward to going back and listening again. Uh, very well done. Um, I think everybody in it is, is really good. The one person you don't get much of is Ace. Uh, she only appears very briefly at the beginning and the end of every um, installment of this four-part story. So... <laughs> Hmm. So that's, you know what? what? It, it might be a good idea if, um, I don't know, if any of the listeners have actually read the book. Uh, have you comparisons read them? with them. I've got the novels, but I haven't read them yet. I was going to say, I, um, I have All Consuming Fire sitting on my shelf, and I have, since about 2008, 2009, and I have yet to get around to reading it, which is why I haven't heard the audio yet, despite it having some of my favorite things in it. Uh, because I, I'd like to read the book so I can make the comparisons. Because, and I remember when we reviewed Love and War a while back. Once again, a novel adaptation, and you talked mm -hmm. about how dense that was. And I, I remember making the comparisons between the book and the uh, audio. So I, there's a part of me that really wants to read the read All Consuming Fire because I haven't read it yet. And I'm finding myself generally impressed with every one of the novel adaptations that I have. Same here. Same here. Uh, for that reason, that because they are very densely written. Um, I find some of the other recordings, like the monthly recordings and that that are coming out, uh, being a little thin on stories. So mm. it's to feel like things are being dragged out, whereas these novel adaptations, I get the feeling they probably have to eliminate some things in order to yes, get yeah, and uh, what interests me about the, the novel adaptations, we've just had the trailer released within the last week or so for Nightshade, Mark Gatiss' very first Doctor Who work. Ooh, I've read that um, And the book, I read it, I read the book back in 2012, I think it was, absolutely loved it. And the trailer for it sounds fantastic. But there's the there's a mystery. Very, very influenced by Quatermass. Very it? influenced by Quatermass. But there's a mysterious three-disc release for the novel adaptations that has been announced but has not been told what book it is. There's a release, but they haven't said what it is. And speculation has been quite rife about it since that announcement was made uh, in 2015. So what's the rumors? I've heard Lung, I've heard Lung Barrow thrown out a bit. Um, I have some questions about Lung Barrow because of all of its continuity stuff. Um, but that's the big one I've heard. I, I don't really know what else it would be, to be honest. 
Um, I know what I, I, I know that one of the books I'd really love to hear adapted for audio, not that I think it would probably happen, uh, if only because of who wrote it, would be uh, actually an Eighth Doctor book called Alien Bodies, written by Lawrence Miles. Yes, yes. Um, that I read last spring, and after, as, I, as I read it, I went, this would be fantastic on audio. It's a shame it'll probably never happen. You loaned me Alien Bodies, and I'm reading it, and I'm, I'm having trouble getting through it. <laughs> okay, once again, something we'll agree to disagree on. Oh, no, well, I'm not saying I'm not enjoying it. It's just that it has a lot going oh, on. Oh, yeah, it, so. is a, it is a very, it is a dense and very <laughs> deeply plotted book. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, so I go to bed and I do my reading and I want a little light reading. I'm finding myself like frowning and trying to concentrate. <laughs> it's not working. Uh, something else you were talking about, Mary, which is about the main range releases. That's been a topic of conversation fairly recently on Facebook, on the Big Finish listeners group. I've noticed people talking uh, about the fact that, and we talked about it before, I think, uh, as well, that it does seem like with everything else going on at Big Finish, that the main range or the monthly range is, I think, suffering. That the is Big Finish likes to put it. Yeah, it, it does feel like it's suffering to some extent. Uh, yes, it does feel that way. They just released uh, one of the main ranges was a um, a series of short stories. Um, it's called You Are the Doctor and Other Stories. Another that was story. the yeah. December release. And I'm not really one for short stories very much, but this is a very exceptional group for short stories. I really enjoyed every one of them. Um, so, well, I, and I think Breaking Bubbles and Other Stories was a good one too, Mary. If you, Which one? Breaking Bubbles? Breaking Bubbles and Other Breaking Stories. Bubbles. You know, I haven't listened, to, again, because I'm not a short story person, I haven't really listened to Breaking Bubbles. There is some, yeah, stories. there is some very good stuff. There's actually a release from last year, I think it was maybe the year before i'm trying to remember exactly when breaking bubbles came out but for me i think that was i think it was the year before and i think it was 2014 now that i'm thinking about it and i thoroughly enjoyed breaking bubbles i'm like you mary despite being somebody who enjoys writing short fiction myself and is desperately trying to get published as a short fiction <laughs> writer um i find that the single episode uh releases the sort of 25 minute 25 30 minute <laughs> stories don't tend to do a lot for me either um, they feel right. very compressed. They feel very lightweight a lot of the time. And when they try to be, I, I don't want to say, I guess, bigger or more epic or have more weight to them, they kind of feel hollow because it feel they feel rushed. Right. But I, it's been a while since I've heard Breaking Bad, Breaking Bubbles, and uh, Breaking Bad. But since I've heard Breaking Bubbles and other stories, and I re I remember liking it a lot. There's a for the last uh, story on that release. The Ned Fountain one, one uh, the curious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I, I mean to go listen to that yeah, one. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is brilliant. brilliant. It is a fantastic. It's an artistic yes. book. Yes. Oh, because Ned Fountain such a good so well. Yeah, and Ned Fountain Ned Fountain handles it very well. Uh -huh. uh, so okay. I highly recommend that. Uh, but I, I do feel like. Uh, having listened, uh, I haven't heard uh, You Are the Doctor and other stories yet, but having heard, finally caught up on the main ranges releases with the exception of that over the last year, I, I do mm -hmm. feel like having listened to a year's worth of main range releases over the last few months, that there's, it does seem like it's, you know, it's got an exceptional hit rate and they do solid stories. They are not, ex they're not really exceptional though. It's a lot of bog standard Doctor Who in many ways. Exactly. That's what I'm feeling. It's like it's the same old, same old. With the, and I don't mean to put them down like they're not worth listening yeah. to. And what but do you I think it's down, down to, though? What? 
you think they're stretching themselves by doing too I, much I, uh, and create a well-run? I don't dry? necessarily well, think it's they're putting a lot of effort into those bar into these box yeah. sets like you yeah. extinction and, and the Churchill and the um, <laughs> song box set and all and the War Doctor and all. Um, so yeah, that's been my criticism about uh, Nick, Nick Briggs is I think sometimes he wants to do too mm. much because mm -hmm. obviously likes doing it, but. I think it's been a criticism for the last few years, I think, with there's so many, you know, they're going box set mad. I mean, uh, we were talking before about um, the releases uh, for this month. You know, it, it seemed like just as the new year started, there was just release after release in a couple of, within a couple of days, wasn't yeah. it? Right. <clears throat> so I already feel uh, behind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I have to, I have said before, I am not the biggest fan of the box set format. I know that Big Finish does it really for uh, business reasons, but also for story reasons, because it's 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 easier to get to do a spinoff series if people will buy an entire box set's worth rather than people maybe yes. buying disc one, but not buying disc three or disc four. And also that it's a lot easier to release them um, together, that way you don't space them out by a month and people forget details and people can binge listen, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, but I, I do tend to think that the, I think the main range is suffering not necessarily because the creative well has has gone dry, but because every, all the exciting stuff is being done elsewhere. I, I think I've talked about before, uh, at least on somewhere on Facebook, that in the past, they would have worked in the unit team into a story, or we would have. Yeah, now they get and they a get a separate release. release. They would have worked Django and Lightfoot into a separate story. They've got a separate release, um, mm -hmm. and because of the fact that they, that part of it, I guess it's our, it's part of our fault, if, if for lack of a better way of putting it, that because we will buy it. It's because we will buy it and we will listen to it and we're calling for it <laughs> that they're they're putting it out. Um, but I think it does have something of a detrimental effect. I mean, that's not to say that, the, as Mary, like you were saying, that the main range is bad and it's not worth listening to. It's not. There's good stuff there. Um, but it just, it's very, it's bog standard in some respects. There's not, I, looking back over a year's worth of main range releases, I don't really think there's a main range release that sticks out in my mind where I went, that's yeah. the best thing I've heard from the main range in a while. There's nothing that kind of leaps right. out at me and says, right. yeah, that right. I absolutely have to hear this again. Mm -hmm. But like a trilogy. not all the box sets, I think, are total successes yeah. either. Uh, I did not I, like unit extinction. Very yeah. outstanding. I, I haven't heard it yet. Uh, so. I unit extinction is a series of very predictable stories and i don't think the characters developed or anything very creative was yeah. done with them that's what i've heard from yeah I, I've, from. I've heard that said as well it's something else i haven't listened to um mm -hmm. and yeah. the, the biggest complaint i have and you know it, it's not her fault um but the character of um oh gosh osgood thank you so much um osgood her voice does not stand out for me. Somebody said that as well. Yeah, that's and exactly so, what I heard from somebody. Unless, uh, unless someone identifies that it's her that's yeah. talking in some way by by calling her by name, I don't know yeah. who's mm -hmm. talking. So, yeah. and I think that was a huge weakness in that unit extinction series, along with the fact that they don't really do very much with uh, Kate's yeah. character. So, 
So have you, have I you have heard not. it? I have been itching to hear it. I kept trying to buy the box set in Chicago, as you'll recall, Barry, and they kept selling out of the thing when I wasn't in the dealer's room. Uh, <laughs> and Robert, you haven't heard it yet either? No. Mm-hmm. It might okay. be something with but it's also one of the things for you for you the listeners out there that, you know, a lot of our time is spent trying to figure out, you know, trying to find a balance between new releases and older releases. And it's becoming very difficult when stuff comes out yes. in quick yeah. succession. Yeah. Like, you think of how long they've been going, you know, since what nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I mean sixteen going on seventeen years and, now. <clears throat> so when I came into the the stories only a relatively a few years ago, um, I've got a whole backlog of stuff. I'm not even up to number 100 of listening to yeah. the main range yet. Yeah, I'm trying um, to listen my way through the main range, and I haven't hit 100 yet. <laughs> so, yeah, and, you know, to try and juggle, you know, especially as I, as I mentioned before, the, the amount that got released early on this, this year, um, yeah, only a couple of yeah. weeks ago, really. <laughs> There's just so much. Well, now, at Chicago TARDIS, I think they were asked about, you know, what, you know, you're releasing so much, we can't keep up with you. And they said, well, that's because all these things just kind of, in like serendipity, just yeah. fell on. They were able to do them, so they did them and they released them. Um, yeah. And, and they were saying things are going to slow down, but I don't see mm. that happening. <laughs> no. Because they but keep come to think about new properties and making yeah. new things. Mm. But wouldn't you rather, though, that they actually did something rather than, unlike you think about the Brigadier, for example, Nick, Nick Courtney, um, you think of what they could have done yeah. with him, but it, it was too late yeah. because he died. And even like Liz Sladen. Um, so you don't blame them for sort of when they can do it, the people are available. That they can actually sit down yeah. and have with it. And you know, some people might change their mind after being in doctors. Oh, I don't want to have anything to do with that now. Like, like um, yeah. Eccleston. Um, so I don't really blame them for what they do. And plus, you know, something that I have heard was that not everybody can buy the releases, obviously. Yeah. Right. But there are some people who don't like certain releases, but they will like other releases. So they release a different variety yeah. of stuff. And that was something that um, yeah, yeah, that was something Jason Hale and Nicholas Briggs talked about in Chicago was that part of the reason they are focusing so much on uh, new series stuff that does not involve like Tenet, for example, is that they spent over a year trying to schedule Tenet and Tate into a studio at the same time, and that the only reason the thing finally mm-hmm. got recorded when it did was that David Tennant's wife, Georgia, had her had a baby a week early, and Tennant was in the UK and had nothing to do for a week. And they finally managed, and Tate was available, and they finally got them both in a studio together. But because of issues like that, they know that, you know, they may only get the chance to release a single Tenth Doctor box set or whatever yes. once once a year. They have to space out other things throughout the year as well. But at the same token, it's like, you know, there is a lot coming out, <clears throat> a lot, and it's like you know there you is. can maybe space things out a bit. Well, you look at the if you just have, I mean, yeah, they've just had the War Doctor out, and I think next month there's yeah, another release. I think there's a release in February, and I don't think we'll get one again till later in the year, which is which is fine by me for somebody who's trying to catch up. Another Doom Coalition yeah. coming up as well. I was going to say I haven't even heard the first Coalition, yeah. and it's coming out, yeah. and it's. 
Have either of you heard the first do no. coalition? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Shall I tell you what I've been listening to? Yes, please, Robert. Yes, please. I've, I've been listening to a lot of the um, old um, specials, the one that, that, that you know, subscribe the stories, um, like the Maltese Penguin, which I absolutely adored. And I can't believe that Frobisher is in, in many more uh, audios. I'd love Frobisher to be in lots of audios. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think he's absolutely brilliant character. And I love the, the guy who does him. And, and I thought the Maltese Penguin was a lovely story. So that's well recommended for anybody. Um, I listened to her final flight, which um, I think, what does that sort of talk me about? But you know, her final flight is really talking about TARDIS, that's her final flight sort of thing, which if you listen to the story, you understand. And Cryptobiasis, which I didn't expect to like because it was like a set uh, years in the past, I thought, oh, on, a, on a boat. Could you say the, the title again? I didn't Cryptobiosis. Cryptobiosis. Okay. Oh, that was I wasn't expecting to like it, but I actually quite enjoyed it. A return of the Daleks. I listened to that. That was quite enjoyable. Uh, return to the Web Planet. Uh, if you didn't like uh, the Web Planet itself, you'd love this because I, it was just done so well and so humorous. So yeah, I can vouch for that. Is yeah, I can vouch for Return to the Web Planet because yeah. I, I listened to it ooh, 18 months ago or so. Ha- was that a, yes. a it's a subscriber special? special. It is available yeah. to purchase uh, on its own now through the Big Finish website. It was like the subscriber special in two thousand nine. It was eight or nine. Two thousand seven. Good seven. grief! Yes. Um, <laughs> it benefits from being on audio, where you don't have to deal with some of the messy visual problems that that story had, and it's yeah. also only about an hour. Even... Print, so it's be- it's actually yeah. it's quite fun. And I think one of the funniest things on that was um, the Zavi sort of uh, coming together and um, Perry saying something like, oh, look, they're, they're fighting with each other. Uh, the doctor says, I don't think they're fighting. Uh, so they're actually um, having a bit of fun with one another. <laughs> so that was quite humorous. There was Return of the Protons, which was enjoyable too. If you didn't like the Protons, which is I found quite boring. Uh, Return of the Quite Protons was quite good. And all the other uh, specials I've listened to um, beforehand. And I also listened to lots of the um, Doctor Who magazine Ooh. ones, like Last of the Titans, The Ratings War, oh. No Place Like Home, Living Legend. Uh, what else did I listen to? Oh, there was a whole bunch of those ones as well. Um, the, oh, the Veiled Leopard, Cuddlesome. Um, haven't listened to Silver Lining yet. So I would recommend those as well. Things like Cuddlesome, I, I think it's available yes. free from the um, the Greenish website. So that's well worth a download. Uh, that was quite yeah. enjoyable. It may be well. something we should look into reviewing in greater depth here on the show at some point, would be some of these free releases that people can listen to. Uh-huh. Yes. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been listening to besides the uh, five Torchwood releases lately. Um, and, yeah, I quite enjoyed all of that. You know, I must admit, I'm a bit like you guys with the short stories that, you know, what you've said. But I think these ones sort of managed to do things 
in a very entertaining way. And it's something like the Veiled Leopard, which didn't even feature the Doctor at all. But, you know, sort of two um, TARDIS teams at sort of not even meeting each other, but at the same sort of uh, event to try and stop this um, theft of uh, uh, yeah. diamonds, which wasn't diamonds. But, yeah, it, I quite enjoyed those. So it was well worth getting your hands on. Um, that's all I can say with those. And I've got so many to catch up on, so many stories. <laughs> I feel I feel like you know the the ocean is washed up over me with all of these releases that I'll never get to. <laughs> oh, I mean, Robert, you were talking about oh, some, some, something for the nursing time, Mary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be in the grave, and they're going to be piping big finish down to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, Robert, you were speaking of uh, Return to the Dal Return of the Daleks, which ties in with uh, Big Finish's Dalek Empire series. And part of what yeah, I listened to not long after I got back from Chicago Tardis was the very first season of Dalek Empire that had long been written. It was. It had been long recommended to me, and it, uh, I actually got the CDs for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I had never gotten around to listening to them, and I finally did. And it was well worth a listen. It was, uh, I think, the very first sort of Doctor Who spinoff thing that Big Finish went off and did back around 2001, mm. 2002. That oh, a very crazy. long time ago. And it sounded fantastic. And it's just this big, great, big epic story of the Dalek invasion of the Milky Way building on elements from a number of the earlier main range Dalek releases. Because I get the feeling when you listen to those early Dalek releases that they're part of them bigger thing because I think they're, aren't they all called Dalek yeah, Empire? That was, the original yeah, idea was that they were all going to be loose, sort of loosely linked together. And then the, yeah, well, they ended up cutting some of the more explicit references out and then uh, Mutant Phase, which was supposed to be the third part of Dalek Empire, ended up, if anybody's ever heard mm -hmm. it, taking place in this kind of parallel alternate timeline thing, so yes, it has yes, no like, connections to it whatsoever. And then the first McGann Dalek story, uh, Time of the Daleks, is kind of a coda and to that, to that whole sort of run of stories. And then Dalek Empire itself builds on elements, uh, appropriately enough, from the apocalypse element and uh, the genocide machine. But it, it doesn't feature the Doctor at all. It's just this incredibly big, epic story, uh, literally spanning the galaxy and I think a decade of, or so of time in four releases um but it's it's got a, it's nicholas briggs doing some great stuff in it and it's, it's got a fantastic cast sarah mowett and susan mendes uh, garrett thomas who we love from Blake seven is in it as well um yes i heard him um, i've been meaning well. to go back and listen to return uh i think Caldorf. i think i want to say i don't know if that's right it's been a month, been over a month since I heard them. Um, but I've been meaning to go back and listen to Return, Return of the Daleks again because it ties in with elements from the Dalek Empire series. Yeah, Gareth Thomas was yes. in that, wasn't he? Well, Return of the Daleks ties yes. into and builds upon elements. It's basically where was the Doctor during Dalek Empire? Because a lot of stuff goes down in that series. And it's, I think Nicholas Briggs has said that he created Dalek Empire as a way of showing this is what happens when the Doctor isn't around. Uh, and you very yeah. much get that impression. It's quite dark in places and very serious. Um, do, you, do you think this is uh, like building on what um, Terry Nation was originally anticipating with 
Um, you know, he wanted a spin-off Dalek show. I mean, we've reviewed that a while back. Big Finish did produce that pilot script he originally wrote in the 60s. Yes. Um, and it's... Yeah, and just, the, the, the Destroyers, which is just <laughs> typical 60s Terry Nation action-adventure writing. Yeah. Yes, we all know. Uh, that we all know oh so well by now. Especially <laughs> in Mary Yvonne 20 Megabyte following the, the journey on 20 Megabyte doing the entire classic series in order. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but what about Terrence um, Dick's comment? He says, he sold that script to us yeah. last year. <laughs> <or> last time. <laughs> but uh, Briggs goes off, nice. and I mean, it's it's some of the best Dalek writing in any medium that I've, I've heard for them. Um, they are mm. conniving. They are manipulative. They are merciless when they need to be. Uh, you don't trust their motives. And I've been meaning to give the second season a listen. It's loaded up on my iPod as we speak. Uh, so I'm looking forward to giving mm-hmm. that a listen at some point. This is four, four, four series, series altogether. altogether, from what I understand. I've only heard the first series uh, so far. So I think that, from what I've heard, is somebody said the fourth one wasn't that much compared. Well, to the I think others. it's. I mean, that once again, I mean that they, they, each season is the equivalent of a box set. We talked about box set syndrome before on yes. this before on this show yeah. about both dark guys and countermeasures. It's diminishing returns. Yeah, and I think there's only so much story you can tell, but I'm, I'm very excited to finally hopefully get around listening to the second box set. I remember what it was like before the Daleks came to Vega 6. The air was always fresh. The suns were always high in the sky. The water and the marsh lakes, always a sparkling blue. Hmm. That's the way I remember it. Dalek Empire, an adventure on four CDs. All conquered planets will be exploited for their technological and industrial resources. Part 1, Invasion of the Daleks, available now. I don't want to die. You know that. I know you know that. Look, let's stop pretending. So, all right, I'll do your dirty work for you. I'll do it. I'll do it, all right? Just leave me alone. Part two, The Human Factor, available now. The invasion of the Daleks has begun! The other thing that I've listened to earlier this month that I really enjoyed and that uh, Robert, I, I don't know if you've heard it yet. Is the prisoner? Oh no, no, it's not. Oh, but yeah. Um, if you'd like the original Patrick McGowan series from the '60s, then you are in for a treat. It is somebody. Can I yes, mention something? Because somebody, somebody uh, brought this up on, on a forum that I was on. Well, a few people did actually. Is um, that the shoehorning of they? They sort of couldn't know what time period it was in because they've got modern gadgets and that. Um, So it's like reimagining for the new age. Number six Uh, seems to come from 1967, but the village itself has all kinds of Mm. more futuristic modern technology. They have tablet computers, for example, and, you know, the flat screen TVs and everything else and uh, various other things. So the village, yeah, the village in the, in the original TV series was very much, you know, state of the art. Even 
of its time and futuristic. And it's this kind of really interesting yeah. mix of uh, retro with um, with the slightly more futuristic and what we now have what we have now. Which is which makes it yeah. Some some people didn't I, like that. I liked it. I felt it was in keeping with what we saw at the village in the original series. Mark Elstop, who they cast as number six, is superb as well. Um, there's the flavor of Magoon, but not not an impression of him, if that makes sense. While also yes. getting to go yes. off and do things that Magoon, for his own reasons, would never have done on the show. Um, and I think that once again, a box set entirely written and directed by Nicholas Briggs. And I have to my hats off to Nick Briggs for capturing the spirit of the show, but also finding ways of doing it without being slavishly faithful to it and getting to go off and do his own things. And I know there's been, there was some controversy when they announced that they would be remaking a couple of prisoner episodes as part of the box set. Uh, but I have to say, what Briggs has done is, is like the whole box set in general is. Uh, like with Elstad's performance, there's the flavor of them, but it's not a slavish reproduction, and it gets to they go off and they get to do their own yeah. things with them. And there is a there is a mm-hmm. brand spanking new episode in the middle of the box set, uh, Your Beautiful Village, which is a mm-hmm. episode that the prisoner they could never have done on TV. It it's it is a specific audio only episode of it, and um, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of the series, I can't recommend it enough. Yes, I am. I am. I look forward to those. So, there might be some. I mean, we're, we've talked about a bunch of things here in sort of small encapsulated reviews. I have a feeling that uh, time and technical issues permitting, we may be coming back to some of these topics in the not too distant future. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh man. Uh, we can only listen to. So yes, because I have to go listen to a couple of Torchwood releases before our next episode. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is that that's going to be our very prime- easy to listen to? Yes, that will be our next episode. We will be reviewing. I believe we settled on the first three Torchwood releases from uh, last fall. Well, I don't know that we settled on it. I mean, they've had a few since four. then. So I think they do. Well, by the time we yeah. record again, we may have. Oh, be I'm six say, we may have the sixth <laughs> release out. So we're just going to be chasing the next one. That's yes. Been, so, uh, yeah. Um, we will be we will be reviewing a number of Torchwood releases in our next episode, uh, keeping with what we promised a while back. Well, that's that's made the whole of the series. Yes, done, so and they're about nice. to kick off a second series in just a couple of months' time. The first release yes. of which I'm very much looking forward to because it it sounds very interesting, even to somebody like me who's not a huge Torchwood fan. But in the meantime, and I guess in addition to that, we'd love to hear what you, the listeners, would like us to review and give us your thoughts on the show or just tell us that it's about time we were recording again. Uh, you can <laughs> slap our hands, our hands. Uh, tell me not to be quite so busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do so at our feedback address, feedback.vortex at yahoo.com. You can also join our Facebook group, Stories from the Vortex. So I think that about wraps things up for this episode. What about you two? Well, I agree. Yeah, um, I think it's a very comprehensive look at what's been released uh, in, uh, mm-hmm. since last time. Sort of a nice, <laughs> nice talk with both of you again and have a bit of a, at least a general chit-chat about what Big Finish does. So. Yeah, I've missed my Big Finish buddies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, I mean, I, I expected that we were doing Torchwood today, so I've listened to the, the file. <clears throat> so I, at least, you know, something like this helps me to um, get a move on with listening Indeed. to stuff. <laughs> so until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. So long 
Thanks for all the fish.